Brook Louise Wellness is a space I created when I was longing for a community that could bring together like-minded people and a place where I could be unapologetically, authentically myself. I love to share with my community about all things ranging from self-confidence and self-worth to my business, relationships, and so much more. I'm here to change the norm. Are you with me? Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode. Today, we are going to talk about emotions and how to master them. Um, I'm pretty sure I got all of, or pretty much all of today's um, like notes and pointers from Tony Robbins. I'm pretty sure. I haven't written it down, but from memory, I'm pretty sure it is. He is the master. Um, so, what we're going to start off with is talking about the four basic ways that people deal with emotions. And it's a kind of fun game to identify where you fall. How do you deal with your emotions? So the first way that people deal with emotions is avoidance. (laughs) They don't at all. (laughs) So avoiding any situation that could possibly lead to the emotions that they fear. So in terms of like rejection, sadness, loneliness, anger, They shy away from relationships and don't apply for challenging jobs. That's something that I feel like I was at one point. I was trying to avoid any way that I could have... I don't even know what I'm saying. (laughs) I was trying to avoid any situation is what I'm trying to say that um, could lead to me feeling really bad, like shitty emotions. The next is denial. I'm pretty sure we all know someone that deals with emotions in the way of denial. So they're people trying to dissociate, disassociate from their feelings by saying it doesn't feel that bad. Whereas meanwhile, on the inside, they're thinking about how horrible things really are. Experiencing an emotion and trying to pretend it's not there only creates more pain. If the message your emotions are trying to send you is ignored, they will increase the intensity and amperage until you finally pay attention. So the third one is competition. Saying to others, you think you've got it bad? Let me tell you how I've got it. I think we all know someone like this as well. Like, wow, people are coming to my head. Taking pride in themselves being worse off than anyone else. This person has an investment in feeling bad on a regular basis and is then truly trapped. That, I think, is probably the worst one. Um, I mean, obviously, denial and avoidance isn't ideal, but competition is just foul, (laughs) to put it nicely. Um, I don't like to associate myself with people who like to make things into a competition, especially when it comes to emotions or situations, um, because it's just not attractive. It's not something that I want to be around. I don't want to feel like, you know, when I, I just hate, okay, this is a situation. I hate when I come home or or wherever I am and I just want to have a little vent to a friend or whoever. Um, and you know how you just, you just want to let it out. You don't want any judgment and you don't necessarily want to be a bad person. Say you're like bitching about someone or something and you just want to have that time to just let it out and then move from it and just be like, okay, yeah, like I'm done or just have a whinge about a situation you're in. Just have a whinge, let it go, move on, let it out of you. But then that person is like, oh yeah, but like me, this is what happened to me. And you're like, hey, like, what about me? Like I was trying to vent, let me vent first at least. 
Um, and then it becomes a bit of a thing where it's like, oh, you're now you're listening to them and you don't matter and they don't want to listen about your story. They just want to tell you all about them. Um, I've been in that situation and I absolutely hate it. Um, I can't stand it. And I mean, sometimes I even catch myself sort of doing it. Like I get sidetracked and I'm like, oh yeah, but it's not me comparing. It's sort of me butting in. And I know that I should be more aware of it and I, I'm going to make a change. <laughs> I love how I learn things as I'm teaching. It's great. Um, so the fourth one is one that I always strive to be, which is learning and using. Um, so you must make your emotions work for you. So emotions are truly like an internal compass that points you towards the actions that you must take to arrive at your goals. Your past does not equal your future. The only way to effectively use your emotions is to understand that they all serve you. You must learn from your emotions and use them to create the results you want for a greater life. The emotions you once thought of as negative are merely a call to action. So you are the source to all of your emotions. You are the one who creates them. And I think that's really important to understand because that means that we can change them. We can dictate how we feel, which is great. So many people don't give themselves permission to feel loved or happy or confident unless a particular set of expectations is met. So it's something like, you know, when I do this, I will finally be happy or when I look like this or when I have that boyfriend or when I am in that group of friends or when I buy this car, that's bullshit. You can be happy now. You don't have to wait for your next goal to be happy. Be happy in the moment. I think that's so important because then we sort of, lose track of of where we're going and why we're heading towards this certain goal. We forget to live our lives. And I think that's something that we have to remember. You know, life is only short. You don't know if you're going to, you know, die before you hit that goal. And I know that's really morbid, but it's a stark reminder. Like I live quite close to a cemetery and this, (laughs) this is going to reveal something very strange about me, but I promise there's a lesson in it. So sometimes I go and visit that cemetery just because I'm I'm quite curious. I'm a curious person. I like to see people's names, how old they were, what their grave looks like, you know, is it well kept? Are they visited? Besides the point, here's the lesson. So I go to these cemeteries whenever I feel like I need a bit of a reality hit. I walk around and I think to myself, every single person in here lives such a different life but we're all in the same situation when we do die. I mean, obviously, if you're buried, it's all the same, but if you're cremated, etc., you know what I mean. So I stand there and I think to myself, it doesn't really matter what I do. I'm, oh, I'm just, I'm going to end up like these people here. But do I want to live a negative life or a positive life? We're all going to die. And I know that for some people is a huge fear. I know that it triggers a lot of people, but it's the harsh reality that we all have to accept. And this is where I think, to be honest, all of my positive beliefs come from. And they stem right back to the fact that life is short. We aren't here forever. And I'm not going to get into afterlife and all that kind of stuff and my beliefs on that. But I believe very extremely strongly life is short. Life is worth living. 
Don't let any second go to waste. I don't ever want to be at the end of my life and think, I don't remember my life between hitting those goals that I set. I want to remember the journey that it took to hit each goal, if that makes sense. So like in terms of, okay, so right now I want to really get to my best um, physical shape in my life. I want to get to that point, but I don't want to forget the journey that it took to get there when I eventually get there. I'm happy now because I still have the ability to move my body and get to that goal. I don't want to be, you know, at this amazing shape and be like, wow, I can't even really remember how I got here. I don't really remember, you know, really pushing myself and showing myself how strong I am and how strong-willed I am to push myself and get up at such and such time in the morning and go for that run or do that workout. It's something I just don't want to forget because it'll really truly help me appreciate how far I've come. I think that's so important to remember. I've gone a little bit off track, (laughs) but I think that's so incredibly important to remember. And I don't want anyone to feel that way at the end of their lives or once they've hit that goal. It's so important to reflect where you were, how you got to where you are now. So we move on to the six six steps to emotional mastery, which is such a cool word. I love the word master or mastering. It's amazing because it makes me feel like I can bloody conquer anything. It's amazing. So the step that we're going to take first is identifying what we're really feeling. So this sort of draws back to what I was speaking, speaking about, talking about in last episode. So being really aware. So stepping back and asking yourself what's actually happening and focus on what you're truly feeling. And again, we can do, this is the point where we can do that metacognitive Medic, oh my gosh, my double M, my meditation, <laughs> metacognition. I f- <laughs> that word, I swear. That's why I call it double M. So, this is where you can question your emotions and use the power of transformational vocabulary to lower the intensity of your emotions, which in turn helps you to learn from your emotions so much easier. Step two is acknowledging and appreciating your emotions, knowing that they support you. Never make your emotions wrong. Your emotions are there to support you in making a positive change. So whatever you resist tends to persist. I freaking love that. So cultivating the feeling of appreciation for all of the emotions. So obviously our negative emotions aren't the emotions that we want to feel, but again, we have to identify them and understand why they are there. Sometimes I feel like sometimes negative emotions may be there to protect us. So step three is getting curious about this message that that emotion is offering you. So getting really curious helps you master your emotion, solve the challenge and prevent the same problem occurring in the future. So What your emotion requires is action. What do you need to do right now? So four questions that you could ask yourself is, what do I really want to feel? What would I have to believe in order to feel the way I've been feeling? What am I willing to do to create a solution and handle this right now? And what can I learn from this? That's a huge one. I'm constantly looking for lessons in what's happening in my life. So if I, so like, 
you know, for example, this, the huge turning point in my life was my last breakup. So like, what was the lessons that I got from that? How could I learn from that situation for it to not happen again? And, you know, relationship breakdowns, friendship breakdowns over the years and, you know, times where I may have made the wrong decision in certain things. They they may not be huge wrong decisions, but it's still something that you can learn from. And it's not that hard to do. You just have to sit down, do your double M meditation and really think about it, really reassess what's going on. So, Moving on to step four, which is my favorite one, which is getting confident. The quickest, simplest, and most powerful way I know to handle any emotion is to remember a time when you felt a similar emotion and realize that you have successfully handled this emotion before. So step five is getting certain that you can handle this not only today, but in the future as well. You want to feel certain that you can handle this emotion easily in the future by having a great plan to do so. So let's just say, oh gosh, for instance, um, I don't know, you had a really huge fight with your mum and you felt this terrible, terrible feeling within you. You know, you felt guilty about yelling at her for something that, I don't know, maybe she, you felt that she did wrong, but really that wasn't the truth. You know what that means? I I don't really fully, I don't know what I'm getting at, but, <laughs> um, but okay. So this, this feeling, the example is this feeling. So you feel like absolute shit, you feel guilt. So what is this thing that you're going to do? How are you going to handle this? So let's just say you handle this by, um, doing a double M meditation and then going apologizing to your mum, and then how else are you going to feel a bit better? Say you still feel a little bit shit. Maybe that's when you'll pull out your happy toolkit, which is what I like to call it. So bring on a lot of self-love. Reassure yourself that it's okay. Sometimes we do make mistakes. We do feel a little bit shit. We aren't always perfect. And I feel like that's a good little toolkit to be able to be like, okay, this is my plan for the future if this does happen again or if I feel this same guilt or whatnot ever again. That's how I'm going to handle it if it, you know, enables me to do so. So step six is probably another favorite of mine, which is getting excited and taking action. So cultivating an attitude of positive expectancy about what will happen in the future, regardless of what happened in the past. So it's something that's really exciting to me because it's like, okay, in the future, I'm going to obviously try my best for this not to happen again. But if it does come up, I'm prepared. And I know that I have a positive expectancy about what's going to happen if it does happen again. So I think that's something that's really important um, when this sort of comes up, because if you really put all these steps into play and identify what kind of person you are when you're dealing with emotions, my God, we can make waves and you can be like, oh, the master of emotions, which is incredible. (laughs) I hope you guys love this episode today. Um, I would love for you to share with me on my Instagram 
just whatever post that is up first when you go to my Instagram and share with me what one thing is that you took away from this episode. And if you're brave enough, share with me what kind of person you are when you deal with emotions. I think that would be really cool and really vulnerable of you. Even if you just want to DM me and tell me all about the kind of person you are when you deal with emotions, because that is really cool. And I'd love to hear how you guys are. I feel like at the moment, I... I'm leaning more towards learning and using. I feel like that's me majority of the time. But I feel like sometimes I may be a little bit of an avoider. But to be honest, and I know this sounds a little bit far-fetched, but really right now in my life, I don't have anything to avoid in terms of, you know, situations that could lead to an emotion that I fear. I feel so good in my life right now. And I don't want to be like, oh, I'm this perfect person. My life is amazing. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> but I feel like I've gotten my life to this this point where I've, I've worked on it so, so, so much. And this is where self-development comes in so handy. And it's changed my life for the better. It hasn't made it perfect, obviously. No one is perfect. Perfect doesn't exist. It's not something that you should strive for. Um, but I've gotten so far in my self-development journey that I feel like I don't fear any emotions. I can learn from anything and I know that people trip up sometimes and it's normal to to do so. So anyway, I'm going to stop rambling about my my happy little life at the moment <laughs> um, and I'll let you guys go. Um, again, please tell me, share with me what you learned from today's episode and, and what kind of person you are when you deal with emotions and I'll talk to you next time, guys.